What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Folks, we're going on grid. This is Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Good morning. Wake up! The morning line. Line up, ladies! All right, here we go, up and away on a Monday. It is November the 18th, 2019. I cannot believe it. Time to get that edge, though, that Monday edge here on the grid, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Neri. want to thank you guys very much for stopping by, making us a part of your day, as we will, without a doubt, get you caught up with everything that happened overnight, actually over the entire weekend in the world of sports, and there was plenty of it, certainly from a sports investing standpoint and really just from uh, a pure entertainment standpoint. Uh, we had uh, we had torn tickets uh, everywhere over this weekend. We had uh, bad beats, torn tickets, call it what you want. There was one overwhelming theme, though, that took place in the NFL yesterday, which should make the public extremely happy. And that is they won. The public actually won huge all oh, yesterday in the NFL. The sports books, ouch, books took a beating yesterday. Well, why is that, Joe? Why would the books take a beating? Well, because the favorites dominated yesterday. And more importantly, the public favorites dominated yesterday in the NFL. Now, albeit some of those were 
They were head-scratching, to say the least, some of those wins and covers by some of these favorites yesterday. And really, I mean, until yesterday, the NFL and underdogs had been having just an unbelievably profitable season. In fact, up until yesterday, we were looking at underdogs through the first 10 weeks of the regular season hitting at a 59% clip against the number, guys. 59%. Think about that for a minute. Through 10 weeks. Now, we always said, and we've always maintained here, that through a 17-week season, oftentimes everything starts to kind of get back to the middle, so to speak. Everything kind of gets, it's never as good as it may seem through a a big week stretch there. It's never as bad. Uh, But it's been very uncharacteristically profitable to be backing underdogs this year. Again, 59% up until yesterday, and then, yeah, there it is. Week 10, uh, week 11 shows up here, guys, and it was a bloodbath for not only the contrarian betters, but the professional betters. Why? Well, the pros usually side with the books, and that's why if the books lose, the chances are so do the pros, so do the contrarians whose main theme is, well, if the public loves this, I'm going to love that. And that did not work out very well yesterday. As the uh, as the public, as the Joes, so to speak, well, you guys dominated 10-2 and two straight up yesterday. 7-4-1 and one against the number, 64%. The public sides, teams receiving, when we talk about public sides, we talk about the teams receiving the most amount of bets well, those teams went 8-3-1 and one against the number. We had monster, and I mean monster, lopsided action yesterday as well. The public favorites, teams like, oh, I don't know, the Cowboys, who it doesn't really make a damn bit of difference who the Cowboys are playing. The public often loves them Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Another often public favorite. How about the New England Patriots? Those Patriots, it doesn't make a uh, doesn't make a difference who they're playing. Doesn't make a difference what the spread is. We know for a fact that oftentimes the public is going to back them. And those two games alone yesterday, the Cowboys and the Lions on the road in Detroit, and the Patriots on the road coming off a bye in Philadelphia. These two games were some of the most heavily bet action of the weekend. And it was dominated by public support for the favorites. And wouldn't you know it, the Cowboys lay in seven. Final there, 35-27. Now, if I I do my math correctly, that's eight points. That means that's a cover for the Dallas Cowboys. That means that's a big loss for the sports books. The Patriots. They were favored on the road, laying four and a half points. They won 17-10. Hell, I don't even got to take my shoes and socks off there in order to be able to count and tell you seven is more than four and a half, which means the Patriots, they too, were victorious yesterday, although it was ugly as ass. We'll get into that. They did win, and that means they've got themselves another Bad beat by the books, having to pay out 
to the public yesterday, big time. And you want to add just a couple of more fan favorites there. Some of the other most ridiculously heavy bet public favorites yesterday. How about them New York Jets? How about them Jets, huh? J-E-T, Jets, Jets. It looked like a home game yesterday, by the way, in Washington. I don't know what was going on there. I am shocked. It was about 50% of the stadium filled. And, uh, and of that 50% that showed up, 70% looked like Jet fans. There were a lot of green and white in that building yesterday on the road in Washington. Who can blame them? Uh, the Jets, all week long in one of the most baffling numbers that we had seen, opened up as a one-and-a-half-point dog on the road against who? The Redskins. That number moved up, guys. We did pro football uh, today, yesterday, here on SportsGrid.com. And we just could not believe the eyes as that number shot up to two and a half. And it was two and a half right up until kickoff. And that's when it dropped down once again to the one, one and a half, depending on the the books that you were at. Ultimately, it really didn't make a, a darn bit of difference. It was quite apparent. The public didn't care what the pros were doing with the line. And the pros, the reason Washington opened up as a favorite and continued to get the money was because the pros were backing Washington yesterday, big time, coming off a bye, uh, home team. There were a, a million statistical trends, numbers, angles to look at that pointed in the direction of the Redskins, but ultimately the public didn't care. The public was right because the Jets blew them out 34 to 17. It was a bloodbath for the books. That's all right. They'll survive. They're not going to go broke. And so will we go broke. No, survive is what I meant. More from the NFL yesterday and the numbers behind it coming up next in the morning walk. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. 
If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Joe Public's weekend, that's for sure. Congratulations. You're waking up right now. You loved your favorites over the weekend. Well, congratulations. You are rolling in the dough here today as sports books around the country, around the world, got hammered yesterday, not just yesterday, but Saturday as well. We'll dive into those numbers. Welcome in. Time to get that edge here on a Monday morning, November the 18th on the grid, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. It is the morning line. And we've told you here that uh, it was all about underdogs. Through the first 10 weeks of the NFL season, 59% is what the dogs were cashing at, leaving sportsbooks scratching their heads. Why? Because that means they're losing more often than not to the professional sports investors, uh, to the syndicates, to the big money bettors. Why is that? Well, because oftentimes the public loves them, their favorites. They love their favorites. And oftentimes, well, not oftentimes, every time, professional bettors side with the book. So when the, uh, when the public loses, that means the pros win, very much like the books do. Well, that all went out the window this weekend. Not only... Yesterday in the NFL, but guys, Saturday, the sports books got crushed as well as even more of the public favorites, even more of the teams and the programs and the games receiving the most money. I didn't even get into college basketball yet. We're just talking from a football perspective here. It was a bloodbath on Saturday, too. And we did get some amazing games on Saturday. Was that not fun? Week 12 of the NFL, of the college football season. How about them Sooners, huh? I know Sooner Lisa had to be beside herself. Probably couldn't talk on Sunday morning. I'm pretty sure of that, as she was probably screaming and yelling in the first half of that game against Baylor uh, at, uh, at just how disgusted she was with the performance of the Oklahoma Sooners. And then, of course, the second half hit 
And once you get up to that 28 to three, that dreaded 28 to three score, which is what Baylor was winning at one point in that game, guys, 28 to three, there was another team that had a 28 to three lead there in the first half of a, uh, of a pretty big game. Oh yeah, that's right. The Atlanta Falcons taking on the new England Patriots in the Super Bowl a few years back. They had a 28 to three lead too going into half. How'd that work out? Yeah. Well, the same thing happened too. Oklahoma rallied from a 31 10 deficit at halftime guys, 31 10 to take down. The previously unbeaten Baylor Bears, guys, number 13, Baylor, 34 to 31 was the final. The Sooners, now they didn't cover as a 10 and a half point favorite, but they certainly won. And why is that uh, detrimental to the books? Because, well, Oklahoma was certainly money line wise and a whole lot of parlays. And that's the other big thing that happens with sports books, guys, when favorites win. They know, too, not only do they lose the straight up bets. But the parlay bets, those are the kinds of bets, guys, that bankrupt books. That's why they're so very careful with how many that they take, especially from the big money guys, because you get a whole lot of favorites that cash out. That's oftentimes the public better doesn't want to lay minus 250, doesn't want to lay 300 to win 100 for favorites. But they'll put a couple of them together in a parlay and then boom, next thing you know, When the favorites win, so do the parlay bets. And Oklahoma certainly fit into that category. Iowa taking down Minnesota, too, over the weekend. Previously undefeated Minnesota, right, goes into Iowa. What a bad beat this was, too, as well, guys. Keep in mind, Minnesota was getting three points in this game. They were getting three points. Iowa at home. Was a a favorite of three, and a lot of people didn't think that would make any sense at all. But... It turns out it made a lot of sense. It made even worse sense to those holding the ticket that said Minnesota plus three because they lost 23 to 19. Why did they lose 23-19? Well, you guys might know that the extra points that they kick in college are what they used to be in the NFL. Remember three-yard line there, little chip shots, 19-yard? Yeah, shank. Uh, so they didn't make the extra point there late in the fourth quarter. And eventually that was all it needed as Iowa held on to win 23 to 19. The Golden Gophers now gone, not unbeaten, but still have an opportunity there for the Big Ten championship. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but congratulations, uh, Iowa, not only uh, one is, was the favorite, covered as the favorite, too, with the three at home. Alabama. Yeah, they covered, too, in a big way. That line, minus 20 is a closing line. 38-7 to was the route of Mississippi State. But even when you win, sometimes you lose. And Alabama certainly lost a very key piece of their team as Tua. Well, he went down, guys. A hip injury, we learned over the weekend, not good. Dislocated hip, uh, cracked, uh, one of the cracked uh, bones in there. It's... The good news is, and there was a reference to Bo Jackson that was we heard around the league yesterday that, oh boy, Bo Jackson, same injury, same thing. Well, it turns out it's not necessarily the same injury. In fact, many of the orthopedic surgeons that have been interviewed, especially his orthopedic surgeon, uh, they expect him to make a 100% recovery. So, obviously not playing for the rest of the year. What will that do to his draft stock? Will teams Take a flight on tour right now. 
it was a brutal hit there that he was uh, sacked. Again, maybe some people might think unnecessarily still in the game at that particular point, but it is what it is. And now, instead of being the surefire number one pick in the draft, well, there's a couple of other quarterbacks that might uh, have something to say about that now, and one of them being Joe Burrow, the LSU quarterback. How about the LSU Tigers? Well, they took down Mississippi 58-37, to but they did not cover. Why? The closing line consensus there, 21.5 points, but they easily beat Mississippi. The over also easily hit in that game. How about Ohio State? We had a couple of games this week. We told you that the point spreads were just record-breaking, that we could not believe what we were getting. Ohio State being one of them, Northwestern the other, taking on UMass. How did they do? Well, to the surprise of nobody, Ohio State won. But did they win by 52 and a half points, which was the point spread? Yeah, no. 56 and kudos to Rutgers for throwing up 21 darn points in that matchup, making sure that Ohio State did not cover. Congratulations to Rutgers, right? I can't believe we're celebrating the fact they lost 56 to 21, but you take the wins where you can if you are the Rutgers, uh, what are they, Scarlet Knights? Yeah, well, the crap is what they are. Uh, but Clemson, also number three team in the country, was laying 34 and a half. How did they do? Covered. Yes, covered. 52 to three route of Wake Forest, the ACC. Uh, they ought to just name it Clemson. That's it because that's all there is coming out of the ACC this year. Wake Forest got smashed. How about Georgia? How about them Bulldogs? They were going to Auburn. That was a big, trendy pick, too. Picking the home dog there, Auburn, to get the job done. And uh, Georgia did its best job of almost giving the game away there in the second half. But they held on to beat Auburn and cover 21-14. to They did then, with that win, clinch the SEC East. Not only did they cover as the road favorites, they got the clinching win, which means they will take on, in all likelihood, LSU in that SEC title game. That's going to be huge. We did have, of course, uh, some of the other top 10 teams to round out. Oregon uh, dismantled Arizona 34-6. to Favorite? What did that happen? Why was that important? Well, they covered. They covered as a 27.5-point home favorite. And they won. You're starting to get the uh, the hang of the whole favorites here, the big favorites that are covering right now all weekend. Number 17, U- uh, number seven rather, Utah, also out in the Pac-12. They routed UCLA and Chip Kelly, 49 to three. What was that spread? 21 points. What happened? Well, that was a cover, folks. Boise State also covered as a 27 and a half point favorite. 49-3 blowout in New Mexico. And as you can see on Saturday, it was just as much a bloodbath as it was yesterday in the NFL to the sports books. We'll dive into some of these games from yesterday, let you hear some of the highlights. We'll do that coming up here. It is the grid, sportsgrid.com. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we'd like to invite you to find us on uh, YouTube. Subscribe. Never miss an episode here at Sports Grid Network. All the fantasy and sports wagering news and information you need all the time can also be found on Instagram at Sports Grid TV. And if you are a hockey fan and you are dabbling into uh, maybe a little uh, fantasy hockey, then why don't you light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel in the NHL DFS season by joining dailyroto.com where you can learn from the very best daily fantasy sports players get updated fantasy hockey projections for the nhl dfs plus line combinations and build stacks for tournaments in the daily roto nhl dfs lineup optimizer if you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using daily roto what can i tell you guys you're doing it wrong don't leave money on the table enter the promo code action get yourself a 10 percent discount that promo code action for a 10% discount and keep in mind guys that dailyroto.com
It's where millionaires are made. And we know that because we've brought them on the show for you to hear. But welcome in here to The Grid. Get on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. It's the morning line. And we'll dive into some of these uh, games there yesterday. But first, we've got ourselves, oh, I don't know. We got uh, New England Patriot fans buzzing. What's up, Grunk Nation? I have a big announcement to make. I can't wait to drop it on all y'all this coming Tuesday. It's going to be fun. It's going to be wild. It's going to be a good time. Come check out my Instagram page this Tuesday, 9 a.m. Now, that being, uh, of course, uh, Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski, you guys remember him, right? Well, there's, uh, of course, been plenty of rumors and speculation about uh, hell, even uh, Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, he's made it known that, you know, I, I, we want him back. We want Rob to come back. Well, of course you do. You got absolutely nobody. Yeah, you, you need him to block, number one, because your offensive line is crap. Uh, but it wouldn't hurt having another weapon there also. And obviously, you didn't have to go through training camp and all that. But Gronkowski has yet to give us any indication that he plans on playing football this year. But the time is running out because he's on that injured retired list means that he'd have to actually by the end of this month, November, he'd have to make a decision as to what exactly he wanted to do. He's on the reserved retired list rather. And he's got until Saturday, November 30th to go ahead and release that and say, you know what? I'm coming back. I'm ready to go. If it happens after November 30th, he would not be eligible to return this season. So you get Gronk drops that tease there yesterday, telling us that, of course, coming tomorrow on Tuesday, he's going to make an announcement. Now, whether that announcement is that he has got a new CBD oil uh, that he wants to sell you, you never know with Gronk. I don't know. I haven't seen any big, I, I doubt a big announcement would be, you know, here's my CBD oil, but it is Gronk after all. So who the hell knows? Uh, he does hawk a lot of his uh, products. I, I don't, I just, making it a big deal here, that was a pretty big announcement, which has got Patriot fans running all over the place with their hair on fire going, oh, could it be, could it be? I haven't seen any pictures of him. So I, I did the pictures that I, I've seen of him from over the summer. He, yeah, he'd uh, he'd need to bulk up and uh, and hit the buffet a little bit there because he uh, he was as skinny as ass last time I saw him. So I don't know that he'd be ready to jump into the NFL, but we do have an announcement coming. So it'll be interesting to see if that's a comeback or not. And I think if you witnessed that game yesterday, that Philadelphia Eagles game. Uh, against the uh, against the New England Patriots, if you guys spent any time watching that game, then I think uh, you and I would uh, probably be on the same page saying, yeah, uh, the idea that you have to look for Julian Edelman to be the source of your touchdown throws, you got you got a problem. See Edelman sprint across and you see something. They always have something unique on something like this. Over to Edelman. He's loading up to throw it. He's going to the end zone, and it's a touchdown. Edelman with the touchdown pass to Philip Dorsett. Yeah, that was uh, that was great. I mean, it was a touchdown, and it turned out they went for a two-point conversion after that. All of that happened uh, in the first six minutes of the third quarter yesterday, and then. 
Um, they didn't score any more points in the second half, but they didn't need to. Why? Because I think we can put to bed the idea that that New England defense has played a bunch of nobodies and we don't know how good they are. No, they're good uh, because they did uh, everything they needed to do to keep New England in that game and eventually uh, get the win. I mean, you're talking about Tom Brady throwing for 216 yards uh, and that's it. Um, and if you're going to tell me you held Tom Brady to 216 yards and you're going to tell me that they didn't score in the second half uh, outside of the first five minutes and that you still lost that game, I'd say, what what happened? Something had to have happened that was terrible. Well, the, the terrible part was Carson Wentz, who uh, continued to be under duress. That offensive line, they are banged up there in Philadelphia big time. They lost. Two more offensive linemen during that game yesterday. And I don't understand what happened. The concept of that game yesterday was always going to be control the clock, keep Tom Brady on the side, wear down that New England Patriots defense. And guys, it worked to a T in the first half, which is why they were up 10 nothing. the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, going into the halftime. And then for some reason, Doug Peterson decided, you know what, we're done running the ball. Let's go ahead and put it on Carson Wentz's shoulders and let's have him throw the ball the entire second half. Well, uh, that didn't work. Uh, Now, again, in Carson Wentz's defense, he didn't have, I believe, his two best wide receivers, right? And also he had, uh, I do believe that they were out with injury. So was his uh, Jordan Howard was their leading running back there. Not that uh, not that Miles Sanders didn't do a great job because he certainly did. But they had so much success running the ball in the first half. The reason they went away from it is a little mind blowing. It might have had something to do, of course, with the offensive lineman going down. But all in all, you just uh, one hoppers throwing behind guys, throwing over guys. He uh, he was just, his mechanics were a mess. And it's quite obvious after that game, hearing from Tom Brady, yeah, now they're not happy with the offense. And Brady doesn't look like he's having fun. And listen, I don't blame them because they can't run the ball. They can't run the ball because they're dealing with their own offensive line issues. And teams are just you know, putting their ears back and they are going after Brady and Brady got hit more in that game than I've seen Brady hit in a long, long time, guys. Uh, And he knows it. He knows he's in trouble because you're going to have to do a little bit more than 17 points and Julian Edelman throwing for seven of those points there. Uh, You're going to have to do a little bit more if you're going to beat the Lamar Jacksons and the Patrick Mahomes and the, you know, the others in the AFC That ain't going to work. 17 points ain't going to get it done. I don't care how good your defense is. At some point, they got to figure out how to put points on the board. And I don't know that that offensive line, there will be some help. Obviously, uh, they are hoping to get back a couple of their starting offensive linemen, but it's not good in New England. So the fact that Gronk comes out with an announcement, it'll happen tomorrow. Will it? Could it? I doubt it. I really doubt that uh, that Gronkowski, why, if you are Rob Gronkowski, would you come back to the NFL at this point? Makes absolutely no sense. Looks like he's having the time of his life. And, you know, you put your dues in, dude. There's no reason for you to come back. Although he's already an icon 
in Boston, right? I mean, there's really not he's got nothing left to prove to anybody. I mean, if he wants to come in and and ride the white horse there and come into town and be like, here we go, guys, you know, follow me. I'll take us to another soup. Even that, I don't even know that there's enough uh, there in order to be able to really make a difference against the competition that we are seeing. But New England, nine and one now. Came back from that 10-0 deficit. The Eagles fall to 5-5. Five and five. They are now one game behind the Cowboys, who beat the Lions yesterday in uh, crazy fashion, by the way, 35-27. to 27. They were laying 7, 7.5 for most of the day yesterday. If you were able to get in, uh, that was going to be your number. If you bet it yesterday, 7, 7.5, that's what doesn't make a difference. They won by 8. And the reason that they won by 8 was because Dak Prescott was just lighting up that secondary of the uh, of the Detroit Lions to the tune, guys, of uh, 444 yards. That's right. 444 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, That was pretty darn impressive, even given the fact that Detroit secondary is a mess, like a total mess. But they still got the job done. And also, congratulations to Jeff Driscoll and company. Yeah, not an easy out here. Don't anybody think that uh, going to Detroit because Matt Stafford, who we learned will be out at least six weeks, guys, with his injury, broken back or broken bones in his back, like six weeks, really? Uh, Jeff Driscoll, more than capable of being able to hold down the fourth there. 27 points they were able to put up and could have. The Lions had a final drive that could have threatened to force overtime. And, yeah, they they he brought them real, real close to being able to send that two overtime, but they ended up, uh, of course, he ended up getting sacked there a couple of times in the end, but they were driving the ball. Essentially, the Cowboys uh, never gave the ball back uh, to them. They ran out the clock with a first down run, but they opened the game with a fumble from Zeke Elliott, who did not have a great game by any stretch of the imagination. It was not good. He did have a touchdown catch uh, and run in, which was impressive, but he was not good from the start. They did a really good job of handling the running game of the Cowboys, which for, uh, forced Dak Prescott to get the job done in the air. And he did, guys. Can't uh, There isn't a higher grade to give than an A+, which is what Dak Prescott earned yesterday against the Detroit Lions. Very impressive. Also impressive. The Atlanta Falcons looks like they're heading to the Super Bowl, guys, whether you want to believe it or you don't want to believe it. We'll talk about the Panthers and the Falcons. Plus, anybody see Houston? Houston, we got a problem. We'll talk about that coming up. The Morning Line, SportsGrid.com. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in as we get ready. One more game, guys. Don't forget, one more game tonight to close out week 11 of the NFL season. And this one will be in uh, in Mexico, guys. We got uh, the Chargers and the Chiefs tonight, Monday night football. And, boy, what a fun game this is going to be. Maybe it's going to be Patrick Mahomes taking on. Uh, Phillip Rivers and the very desperate uh, uh, Los Angeles Chargers there. Uh, a couple of AFC West rivals, both coming off a loss. It, it will be that neutral site. Uh, Estadio Azteca in Mexico City, Mexico is where the site and where the stadium is. Now, you may recall last year there was supposed to be a game there, but the field was atrocious. And I'm not sure that it's going to be much better it's a soccer stadium after all guys and that turf is not necessarily not going necessarily to be great but keep in mind guys the field itself and the location is something that you have to consider when trying to figure out who's going to win this game and why is that well mexico city and this stadium sit 2,000 feet above denver 
And why is that? Well, what are they called, Denver? It's the Mile High City. Why is that? Because the altitude is crazy, which is why it's always been a problem and why Denver always early on in the season has had uh, way, way, way more conditioning and is much better prepared and has an edge over teams. Well, this is 2,000 feet above that. So this is going to be another one of these situations here where come the third and fourth quarter as this game wears on, depending on time of possession and which group is on the field, there's probably going to be one defense that's going to be gassed uh, at the end of it, as well as offensive linemen. Let's get real. It's going to be somebody's going to be sucking wind here tonight come the fourth quarter. It's going to be tough for everybody involved, not to mention that if you can't get your footing or if there is the slightest bit of problems with the field guys can't cut guys can't you know Tyreek Hill and company part of their game requires that you know they can plant and go and it's kind of hard to do that if the field is a mess so they say they did everything possible to get this field ready I don't know what that means but I know the Chiefs and I know the Chargers both teams need this game big time Patrick Mahomes uh, what lost to the Titans uh, unexplainably after throwing for you know, almost 500 yards there, 35 to 32. They were a five and a half point road favorite in that game and lost. Uh, and the Chargers also just fell apart late in their game against the Raiders, 26 to 24. That was last Thursday night. They were a one point favorite. So the Chargers do have a couple of extra days under their belt to prepare for this game. The Chiefs are five and five this year against the number. They do have a plus 45-point differential in their season, while the Chargers, 3-6-1 against the number, they've only got a 13-point differential in their games. Now, Kansas City averaging just about 28 points a game on offense, but that defense continues to be the problem for them, giving up just about 24 points per game, while the Chargers, they're averaging 20 on offense and just about 20 on defense. That doesn't often bode well when it comes down to it but the line opened differently some books had kansas city listed as a three-point favorite others opened up closer to four and a half it's been a very it's interesting the the differences between books certainly on both coasts here uh regardless i can tell you this the chiefs Three out of the four of the bets i don't care where it is uh they've got the chiefs laying the points here there was some buyback a little bit on the Chargers uh, at four and a half, brought it back down to four in a lot of places, uh, even three and a half I've seen. And then something happened last night because this morning I'm waking up, I'm seeing uh, Kansas City back at four. So there was some buyback for the Chiefs that happened yesterday. And listen, it's 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 c- continues to go up four and a half. There's a five out there. So Kansas City money is going to continue to roll in. The interesting part to me about this game, and we'll talk more about this coming up next hour and make it rain, but the total is the most interesting part of this game to me because of where it opened and what the market movement was. And the market movement in this was it opened up at 53. It was bet down. to Three quarters of the bets were coming in on the over. And yet the market moved the number down 52, 52 and a half. So I'm trying to figure out what is going on here. Like why, if you've got all of these bets coming in on the over, because why not, right? Two bad defenses, two quarterbacks that like to throw it. 
with weapons around them. It should be a very high-scoring game. But you're getting all of these bets coming in on the over, and yet that line ain't moving, guys. I mean, it opened up, again, 53, but it's been dropped down to 52, 51 and a half. And now it's back up to 53, but the the bets keep coming in on the over. And that tells me that we've got a reverse uh, line freeze here. And that's exactly what's happening because the bigger bets are coming in on the under, guys. No way, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Otherwise, this number might be up to 55 already. And we all know this, divisional unders have been very profitable this year. We don't have to tell you this. 27 and 22 on the season, 55%. Uh, divisional unders late in the season from week eight and on. There, Well, they're just about 55% since 2003. Also, keep an eye on the ref, Brad Allen. Unders are his favorite, too. Every time he's been a head official, the unders have hit over 55% of the time. So when you add it all up, you got an elevation that is ridiculous. Uh, You also have the Chargers, who smartly have been practicing at the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs, because that's about 7,300 feet above sea level. Uh, They have been doing their best to try to prepare for the altitude, because it's... It's going to be uh, it's going to be high, guys. It's going to be up there. So we'll see there. The Chiefs kept their regular routine this week. They practiced in Kansas City. We'll see if that pays off here. It is neutral site, but I do believe there's going to be a heavy dose of Charger fans there due to their proximity, of course, to San Diego, where they were originally from and should still be from here at this point. So big Monday night game. Going to be a lot at stake for both of these teams. Kind of an elimination game for the Chargers of sorts. If they don't win this game tonight, you can stick a fork in them. Why? Well, because the Raiders took care of business barely against the Cincinnati Bengals yesterday. Uh, Cincinnati's game plan was obviously to try and see or try and make Ryan Finley, the rookie quarterback, beat them, and, well, he he couldn't beat them. 13-31 for 115 yards. Uh, They were able to keep this game close because what a defensive effort by the Bengals there yesterday. They did everything they could to try and give them an opportunity to win, not to mention uh, Joe Mixon carried 15 times for 86 yards. They did a really good job. I mean, they did. They were able to run the ball yesterday, and their defense kept them in. But ultimately, it was uh, it wasn't Derek Carr and company, along with Josh Jacobs, who fumbled the ball in the red zone early on in this game. There should have been more points scored. And those of you that had the Raiders plus uh, minus eleven or twelve, you're you're looking at that going really, Josh Jacobs. This this game should have been at least twenty one points coming from the Raiders. Uh, but they covered. So the Raiders have won, put themselves now six and four, kind of in the driver's seat here, depending on what happens with Kansas City and the Chargers here tonight. So the Raiders just keep winning games. Ugly as it is, a win is a win. So congratulations to the uh, the Raiders taking control of that AFC West. And congratulations to the Ravens, who who just boat raced the Texans there. Bill O'Brien and company had an opportunity to prove that they are for real to Sean Watson. And basically, they threw up all over themselves, and they just got crushed yesterday, 41-7. to And it wasn't even that close, to tell you the truth. Uh, But congratulations to Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, 
Uh, Gus Edwards on the ground, the defense did a great job of getting to Deshaun Watson, who was running for his life. I believe he was sacked seven times. Play calling was terrible. And oh, yeah, there was another one of those defensive pass interference calls that wasn't called, that got challenged and still wasn't overturned. Yeah, this one on DeAndre Hopkins as Marlon Humphreys tackled him in the end zone, but no flag. You almost had to challenge if you were Bill O'Brien, and he did, and they still didn't overturn it. So there's always that. We'll have more breakdown uh, coming up here next hour. Make it rain on the grid, sportsgrid.com. But I did want to uh, get to a little gambling you here today because, once again, we had proof positive that yesterday, most of the time, things, when it comes to sports betting, They end up in the middle in a 17-week season. What do we mean by that? Well, again, you've got, uh, for 10 weeks up until yesterday in the NFL, you had underdogs cashing at a nearly ridiculous rate of 60%. Now, oftentimes, after about five or six weeks, the underdogs will win, the market adjusts, and all of a sudden, everything will be back somewhere around that 50% mark when it comes to the end of the season. But it hadn't happened to this point. They continued to win. They continued to profit for those contrarian bettors, those that bet with the books, the pros. The public has been getting crushed until yesterday, where the public, they won big. And I think that's uh, that's a big lesson to remember It doesn't make a difference what the market does, okay? If you are confident on a play, don't be swayed off a play because you're going, well, the market says it's got to be this. Well, the market's usually saying that because the pros are moving the lines because they're the bigger betters, right? They're not always right, guys. They they lose, you know, 40, 45% of the time just like everybody else. And they're profitable. But it doesn't mean if you are on a team and you really feel confident about a game, do not let a head-scratching market move change what you play. Case in point, the New York Jets all week long as a point-and-a-half, what started as a a point-and-a-half dog heading into Washington, that line was up to two-and-a-half. And I talked to a number of people who got off of playing the Jets, even though they wanted them, But they got off them. Why? Because the market moved away from them and they said, wow, it's I don't get it. Doesn't make any sense. You know, the pros must know something. Well, the pros aren't always right and neither is the market or the moves. So don't let any one thing like a market move sway you or be the end all be all of what it is or what decisions you make when it comes to to betting on games. Do the homework, figure out the matchups, come up with a side that you think is going to be the winner or cover or whatever it is and stick with it. Don't let just don't let the fact that the pros or the market doesn't seem to agree with you sway you from what you think and what you know to be the right side of the play. Too many people yesterday got off the New York Jets simply because the market kept moving towards the Washington Redskins. Well, ultimately, in the end, it didn't really make a darn bit of difference, did it? Uh, Good news is the public was backing the Jets. They got a higher percentage of the bets. However, the pros, 
They got crushed in that game. It's a good reminder. They're not always right. 45% of the time, the most successful bettors in this industry, guys, are wrong. It's a crazy business. All right. Make it rain. Coming up next, we'll dive more into what happened over the weekend in the NFL. Next year on The Grid, sportsgrid.com. Good luck. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I overslept. Look, I need your help. Here's what you missed on the morning line. Go! Alabama? Yeah, they covered, too, in a big way. That line, minus 20 is a closing line. 38-7 to 7 was the route of Mississippi State. But even when you win, sometimes you lose. And Alabama certainly lost a very key piece of their team as Tua. Well, he went down, guys. A hip injury, we learned over the weekend, 
Not good. Dislocated hip, uh, cracked uh, one of the cracked uh, bones in there. It's the good news is, and there was a reference to Bo Jackson that was we heard around the league yesterday that, oh boy, Bo Jackson, same injury, same thing. Well, it turns out it's not necessarily the same injury. In fact, many of the orthopedic surgeons that have been interviewed, especially his orthopedic surgeon, uh, they expect him to make a 100% recovery. So, obviously not playing for the rest of the year. What will that do to his draft stock? Will teams take a flight on tour right now? It was a brutal hit there that he was uh, sacked. Again, maybe some people might think unnecessarily still in the game at that particular point, but it is what it is. And now, instead of being the surefire number one pick in the draft, well, there's a couple of other quarterbacks that might uh, have something to say about that now. And one of them being... Joe Burrow, the LSU quarterback. How about the LSU Tigers? Well, they took down Mississippi 58 to 37, but they did not cover. Why? The closing line consensus there, 21 and a half points, but they easily beat Mississippi. The over also easily hit in that game. How about Ohio State? We had a couple of games this week. We told you that the point spreads were just record-breaking, that we could not believe what we were getting. Ohio State being one of them, Northwestern the other, taking on UMass. How did they do? Well, to the surprise of nobody, Ohio State won. But did they win by 52.5 points, which was the point spread? Yeah, no. 56, and kudos to Rutgers for throwing up 21 darn points in that matchup, making sure that Ohio State did not cover. Congratulations. To Rutgers, right? I can't believe we're celebrating the fact they lost 56 to 21. But you take the wins where you can if you are the Rutgers, uh, what are they, Scarlet Knights? Yeah, well, the crap is what they are. Uh, but Clemson, also number three team in the country, was laying 34 and a half. How did they do? Covered. Yes, covered. 52 to three route of Wake Forest. The ACC, uh, they ought to just name it Clemson. That's it, because that's all there is coming out of the ACC this year. Wake Forest got smashed. How about Georgia? How about them Bulldogs? They were going to Auburn. That was a big, trendy pick, too. Picking the home dog there, Auburn, to get the job done. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.